Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here again. We are in another broadcast show of the Light and Love broadcast show live with me, Pastor Deborah. I'm coming to you through Restream. It seems to be working out it's a wonderful program. I learned it's called an encoder to help me take this video live after I've recorded it so I can chat with you live in a chat box on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on the website. My IT department was able to put an encoder on my website in the light and love broadcast show section on the ministry. So each time a light and love broadcast show goes live, it will be live on the website. Then I learned that after YouTube, it has been played on YouTube live, YouTube will process it and then put it on the Hidden Kingdoms channel, which I've told Restream to, to stream live too. So I am learning a lot. Now, I just told a precious young lady that I'm not really live live with you in real time. I learned I can pre-record the video, but when it is shown live to you, I'm able through Restream to chat with you live and answer your questions, say hi to you, meet you, and maybe if you desire, pray with you, all during the pre-recorded video. I double-checked on YouTube and all how I learn, and it seems that many programs and creators do this because we're very busy people, and we have many things that we have to be doing. Also, I learned to do a really good, real live, live time broadcast show. I have to have a more powerful landline connection to my computer. I don't have that. I'm upstairs in my home, in my living room, sitting at a door with a Wi-Fi connection. So the connection is a little slower. And you might see some buffering. I already tried it, recording in Restream. And I buffered. I didn't like it. So I'm doing a Zoom with a motion video behind me from Pixabay. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing how this works. I love these motion videos. Now, I do not have a green screen behind me. So if you see my hair doing some strange things, or every once in a while, if my hand just sort of disappears into the background, or you see some of my living room coming through, know that I don't have a green screen. The one I have is too cumbersome. I've tried one on the chair. And my little small living room does not have space for one of those huge, huge green screens. 
This is not a dedicated space. I am sharing it with flowers and teddy bears and bookcases. And I do this when it's as quiet as possible in the neighborhood and in the house. So welcome. I am Pastor Deborah. Welcome to the Light and Love broadcast show live. I am live right now when I'm recording this, and I am talking to the camera and talking through it to you who's there. Now, when I record, I have discovered that many people come secretively in the spirit, and they're sitting out beyond my camera like I'm in a big auditorium. Sometimes I have millions and millions and millions of people sitting there. It's their spirit, of course. Yeah. So I've had to learn how to do that. And I'm sitting down. I'm not standing up. That's right. And I tried standing up and it's okay. But boy, it gets hard on the knees and the back as you get older. So I found by studying on YouTube, I could do different things by sitting down. Then I discovered the wonderful motion videos by Pixabay. So Let's get into this episode, episode number four of the Light and Love broadcast show live with me. This episode is episode number four. It is being shown to you here on the third Friday of the month. That's right. And the title of this broadcast show is What is Love? Part two. Last month, we did part one. We were just beginning to discover that there's many definitions, many different concepts of what love is. Is There is a love between human to human. There is a love between animals and human. There is a love between what you're called to do in life, the job you have, purposes. Maybe you love your country. Maybe you love an ideology. Maybe you love a God. Maybe you just love being alone. We found out love has many definitions. It means many things. It has many ways of expressing itself to things, to people, to what it loves. We found out that love is a spiritual thing. We found out that love is of the soul and of the physical body. And we learned that from the King James Bible, a young man named Paul wrote some letters to some believers in a God of the Holy Bible. And he was talking to them. They were having issues between themselves. And we talked about that. So go back and look at episode number two of what is love, part one. In this one, we're going to pick up and go a little farther. But before we do, I want to pray for all of us, because we could sure use it in these days and times. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that are here now in the spirit, watching, learning, listening, perceiving, and then understanding. We thank you for those who will be watching this on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter, and 
on a Gopi Love Love Is Here's website all at the same time, and then rebroadcast it out on YouTube for many, many to watch. We thank you that you have guided me, have led me, and taught me yourself so I could be about your business of teaching them. We ask your help, Father, through the Holy Spirit, who is our spiritual teacher, to guide us today so we have a deeper understanding of what love is. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, amen. All right. We had been working through some scriptures, and we had just finished up with sort of a letter that this Apostle Paul had written to some believers saying, you guys are not of the same mind with each other. Mm -hmm. You got a problem of love. And he ended up saying that there was only one power. And the power of all the rules before, between humans and animals, humans to humans, only one powers that were created. And they came from the God of Apostle Paul. That's right. And the God of King David and King Solomon, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we find him in the book called the Bible. The word Bible actually means just book. That's all. But it was written by many people and inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we, from generations to generations, could learn about this God, about love and light, many other topics that we need to understand. We're all like children trying to grow, stretch our muscles, learn, develop our brains, develop our concepts and principles and ideas and thoughts. Learn what guides us and rules us, how to love people when they hurt us, how to love even when we don't want to. That's right. So let's pick up in another scripture, Romans 13, 1 through 2. This was another letter that Paul wrote to the believers in Rome. This was when Rome was still ruling as an empire, but it was beginning to crumble because of this invasion spiritually of another god that was not a Roman god or goddess, that was not of the Roman Empire. His kingdom and empire was not of this world. And the king of it, which happened to be Christ Jesus, told that to the leader, the political leader at his trial, that he was a king, and a king is a political leader, prime minister, president. He was not a priest or a prophet, and that his kingdom was not of this world. And he had some armies that he could send if he spoke, maybe snapped his finger. Oops. The angels of his kingdom would come. And they had many of them, legions and legions. So during his trial, it was kingdom against kingdom, politician against politician, world leader, Pilate, against this King Jesus from the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of people don't understand that about Jesus, that he was a king. So this Paul is writing to some believers in Rome. Verse number one. Let every soul, every heart, every mind, every physical body be subject. Obey and follow unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained, decreed, laws, commandments of God. Well, which God was he talking about? Rome at that time had gods and goddesses. Rome itself was considered a god. Mm -hmm. So he is saying the powers you got, there's no power, there's nothing that has not been given by this god of Paul, the apostle. He met that God on the road to Damascus. Ooh, got hit by a bolt of lightning, so to speak. Was blinded for three days. Then God took him out after he got saved and realized he had been blind. And the scales came off his eyes. And he went out to Arabia for three years. God opened up the Old Testament to him. That's all they had at that time. That's what Paul had studied when he went to Bible school. To become a rabbi, a teacher, was the Old Testament. God opened that up, and oh my gosh, did the spiritual come forth. And I told God, if you can do that for Paul, I want you to do it for me. I want to see what Paul saw in the Old Testament. Open up those words, the Old Testament. It seemed to be very natural, a lot of hidden things, but Paul was shown what was there. And we read them in his letters. Verse number two. Whosoever, that means anyone, a believer or a non-believer, therefore, if they resist or disobey, does not obey, does not follow, this power, the powers of God, he resists the ordinances of God himself. And they are resisting. They are an adversary. And do not do. Do not obey. And they shall receive, he says, to themselves. Damnation. Death and curses. That doesn't sound very loving. No, it doesn't. He is saying you not only have to have an understanding of love, but you must do it spiritually. Have love thoughts in your soul and love actions between you and others, you and the earth, you and animals. Mm -hmm. When you pollute the water, the land, you strip it of all of its wood and materials. You are not loving the earth. That is correct. When you mistreat animals for any reason, you are not loving nature. When you do not love your neighbor, anybody, another human, and you mistreat them, 
kill them, abuse them, lie to them, deceive them, steal from them. You are not obeying this God's power and laws of love. And what happens? What's damnation mean? That means you, you got some issues and you're outside the presence of God. You are not a holy creature. You are not righteous. You might be considered evil and wicked. You are not looking forward to heaven and the glorious new life or being in his presence as his loving child. What is death? Separation from him. Separation. It's like if you have a, if you're a parent, you have a child that doesn't do what you've told it. Let's say, clean up their room, do some chores. You say, okay, you didn't work for the family. You didn't do what I asked. I'm going to have to punish you. Go to your room. Stay there for 30 minutes by yourself. Think about it. That's death. That's separation from the family, from the presence of love. Mm -hmm. We already know our physical bodies give way to death. And that is a form of being damned. Human beings were not to die at first until death entered into the system of the spirit soul, and physical body. You are cursed, it says. What does that mean? Bad, evil things now will have rulership over you, lead you and guide you. And they're called evil spirits. They might be word curses. They have things that are evil attached to them. Nothing you try to do will turn out right. The land will curse you when you... Blood has been spilled on it. So you look around the world right now and you look at what the earth is doing, the weather, the floods, the famines, maybe an invasion of insects. That's a curse. That's not you being kind and loving. The earth is responding to you, to ancient blood spilt on it. We can talk about that in another one called curses and blessings. So Paul takes us off and finishes there and say, ooh, if you don't obey this power of love, which it comes from God, there's trouble for you. Now we want to go to Titus. And it's Titus 3, 1 through 7. This was a letter of Paul to Titus, who was considered to be Paul's spiritual son, and who was left in Crete, a little island, to set in order the things that were in the church and some problems that were among the believers there in Crete. And they needed to be taught and established and ordained through the elders, elders of the church, more mature ones, not by age. But sometimes we choose an older person because they've been through some stuff and they know better than some little young whippersnapper child or teenager. 
So Titus was left there, and he was to establish these elders, these leaders, sort of deacons, pastors, shepherds, in every city in Crete. And he was appointed by Paul to do so and to establish the believers strong in the word that Paul had taught Titus. So in Titus, first we're going to get a little background in 2.15. These things speak, Titus, and exhort, explain, and also rebuke with all authority so that no man despises you and your authority. Now, a lot of people, when they do that rebuking, to others. It's not done very nice. It's not done in love, done in anger and loudness and pride. It doesn't work. A leader has to learn how to rebuke in kindness and gentleness, to restore the person, help them understand what they did that was not correct, how they missed the mark. But a lot of times our soul gets an attitude about it. And we rebuke in the wrong way. We correct in anger and hate and jealousy. We see that a lot in child abuse. Mm -hmm. When the parents get angry, they beat the children. Mm -hmm. Neglect them. So our emotions cannot be a good servant to help people understand where they missed the mark. So now we're going to go to Titus 3, 1 through 7. Put these Titus, Paulus writing him, in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, and to be ready to every good work. When love is ruling, we do have to be reminded. Our soul gets angry, gets mad, it gets attacked. It feels hurt, wounded, and wants to fight back. Sometimes it'll fight back what they call by passive aggressive. They'll do it with a smile. They'll do it with deception or corruption. They'll hide what their real intentions are. They'll be sneaky about their attacks. They might work through other people, other systems to get you because you have humiliated them. So we have to be careful when we're to work in and through the power of love with people. Verse 2. Titus, you are to speak evil of no man. To be no brawlers. Tell them don't fight. No loud speaking. Don't do any riots. And looting. And arguing. Yelling. Fighting. Marching. Don't be an activist, he says. That is not the actions of love. The power of God. God did not do that. When he forgave humanity from the cross, he says, that's the workings of your soul. 
and the adversary of love. He says, when you do these deeds, you're not in love towards humanity. Also, we have to learn how to love our own self. My spirit has to talk to my soul all the time. My soul used to be the king and the ruler, the head of this system, a spirit, soul, and physical body. The spirit fell down into the soul's darkness of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The physical body took over control and wanted pleasure, 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 happiness, happiness, happiness. So the soul wanted to have feel good, and it would use the body any way it could. It would take in food, drugs. It wanted pleasure and touch. So that was ruling even the spirit until you get a Hebrews 4.12 and you come alive back unto the powers of God of his love and his way. He is always raining down his love. We see that when we look at the sun. If the sun exploded, we're dead, just like Superman's planet, Krypton. That's right. God's love is flowing down to us. His light and love is always flowing. You may not see it. It comes through animals, through nature, through the times of the seasons. It comes through forgiveness. Sometimes when you do bad things, love has to correct you. A lot of times people don't understand when you break the law. You have to go to jail or prison. That is almost a form of love, saying you need time out from society. You need to think about some things. We'll provide you with classes and therapy. If you need medication, we'll do that. But you, you, you need to look at your behaviors and why you do what you do. So Titus was given a powerful job. And he was saying, you speak to these people. They are not to speak evil of any man. But instead, when love was at work, the power of God, and a believer was to obey it, he was to be gentle, soft-spoken, overflowing in love, forgiveness, and showing meekness. Means I'm not going to attack you. Verbally or in anger, I'm not going to attack you physically. I'm going to speak quietly words of love and mercy and forgiveness. I'm not going to be angry in front of you. I'm not going to go and loot businesses and march and burn. I'm going to be meek as a dove. Even when you're trying to kill me, steal from me, or you've hurt me, or you abuse me, I'm not going to fight back. The power of God's love will rule me in my emotions, my thoughts. And people are going to attack you. I just went through that with a precious young woman of a nonprofit organization, attacked verbally on social media. And a lot of people like to respond back because they want to defend themselves. 
But this power of God, this love, does not do that. We learn that when many were taken into Roman arenas and crucified, thrown to the lions, burned alive. They sang songs. They prayed for the Romans because they did not fight back in anger. The Romans, many of them, learned of this love of this God, of Paul and Titus and Pastor Deborah, and they started believing in him, not in the gods or goddesses of Rome, not in Rome itself, but they learned that there was another kingdom that was not of this world. That's right. Great movie to watch to see that happening was The Robe with Richard Burton. Excellent movie. How they walked gently to another kingdom through death and how it upset the Roman emperor. Oh, my gosh. Great movie to watch. So he says, be gentle. Even if you get called before the leaders. Pastor Deborah's been called before the pastors, the youth pastors. Mm -hmm. Challenged for what? Loving people. Speaking words of love to them. Talking to them on the telephone. Sending emails of love. Satan doesn't like love. The adversaries of love and this power of God, they try to stop this. They can't stop it coming down. It's a law of God. But they can scramble it to you. They can show you it's not real. They can give you experiences where love didn't show up. Wasn't there for you. The abuse continued. But they don't realize this love is a spiritual power. And it was there for the spirit. It may have helped the spirit to leave its body. It may have helped the spirit to form personalities that would save itself, go into a trance. Love was at work. Even when bad, evil, wicked, spiritual things were happening, God's love and power was still there. Satan hates that. He hates the mention of love, the love of God. He wants you to love and worship and serve something else, maybe a constitution, maybe a form of government, socialism, communism, maybe democracy. He wants those who are leaders, however they illegally get elected, to take control of the nation, the money, the people, the businesses, to own all the land. That's the rule of a king. Did you know this God of this power of love, of Titus and Paul and Pat is the owner of the earth and all the minerals. But Satan's trying to get it. Mm-hmm. He just laughs at them. So he is saying in this love, be gentle. Be kind to all people. Do not have any threatening words or actions or deeds unto all men. And I want to stop right here. And offer you love itself. If you want to be a love creature spiritually. And have this power inside of your spirit. Where it's always pouring out. Just like you say. 
love and mercy and kindness and forgiveness and strength. And it becomes a power, a power source of your spirit within your spirit. And then your spirit will take that love, pour it into, release it and shine it to your soul. For your soul needs lots of healing. It's so hurt and broken and wounded, angry, jealous and pride and corrupt. It's a mess. So by first getting this power of love into your spirit, how do you do that? Number one, you accept this free gift and the giver of the gift. That's Christ Jesus and his father. And then you get the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings this eternal love, ever flowing, always from the Father to your spirit. When you need it the most, it's there. Your spirit will feel peace and calm. It will have protection and angels. There are angels of love that will help you. Then your spirit will help your soul to be healed and delivered of its mess. And then your soul will start working with your physical body. Mm -hmm. The soul and the physical body been addicted to many things that are not of this love. They need to be healed and delivered of that. So we're beginning to see love is a power. It's a gift. It comes from a who. It's ever flowing. And when you get it, then these words of Paul to Titus start working in you. Be gentle. Be kind. A lot of pastors yell and scream when they teach. Nobody's going to receive that. They're doing that because they want to show they got some power of the anointing. Love is the anointing. It is the purpose for everything. It is the source and the strength that helps you obey and to love others who are evil and wicked and realize there's two worlds down here. There's the kingdom of love at work inside of you and the kingdom of Satan, the very adversary of this love. But love has overpowered it, conquered it on a cross and in hell itself, just made the enemy more mad. It's always trying to get rid of love that is true, the power of God. And if you want that, just say, yeah, I do. I want to be a creature made in love, filled with love. I want my spirit healed, my soul healed, and my physical body. It's done. It doesn't take much. The giver of this love has been waiting for your free will to accept him and his gift. That's all. Then he is free to work with you at your speed. Sort of like a little baby. You start off with milk because that's all you can handle. Then you work up to little finger foods, then toddler foods. Eventually, you work up to real adult food. That's right. Love is the same way. It comes in slowly. He works with you gently, teaches and comforts you while he's healing you. And at the same time, 
You have to come out of that soul. That veil of flesh and lust, appetites has to let go of you. You've got to get a divorce from it. It's called a spiritual circumcision. Mm -hmm. It's a Hebrews 4.12. And if you want that, come on out. The word of God that you have just heard will bring you on up like a butterfly out of its cocoon. And you will be free without the restrictions and the bondage of the soul. Now, you'll go back in the soul but you'll be different. The soul will not have as much sway and power over you. It will want to try to put you right back where you were. But if you pray to this God of love to help you, he'll send more love into your spirit. And that is your word of love for today. So we learned a little bit more about what is love according to the King James Bible. Mm -hmm. And in the next one, we'll get into maybe love of our soul. And what is that? And how is that different than the love of the spirit, this power? But we were all, as you know, we all want, seem to love things, good things, bad things. Maybe you love money, lots of money. Maybe you love little children and you want to receive pleasure in your body from them. Maybe you love winning something. Maybe you love the same sex. Maybe you love working. Maybe you love animals or the earth. Love is a power, but it can get perverted, twisted, going in the wrong direction. There's a love of the spirit and a love of the soul that we have to understand. So you be blessed today on this light and love broadcast show, live with me through Restream. And I want to wish you a day of love for your spirit. And just visualize love coming into your spirit, overflowing it, bringing healing, joy, and peace, and a love your spirit has never experienced, a relationship with this God of love that you've never had. He'll give you a spiritual mother, maybe me or another. He'll draw you to his spiritual garden here on earth so he can fill you with more of his presence. You can learn spiritually and you will begin to see what the presence of the Lord, of the God of love, the very power of love itself lives in. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to seeing you again. I'll see you on the first Friday of next month on a new broadcast show about light. I'm alternating back and forth. They're both powerful topics. Maybe we'll just do these two for this year. Then next year in 2023, we'll take two more topics and we'll just work back and forth. We need a lot of understanding, a lot of knowledge, a lot of information. Then we need time to be healed and rest, for love to be at work, to ponder and take in all of this knowledge. So you be blessed, and I'll see you on the first Friday of next week.
No, I'm sorry. I'll see you the first Friday of next month. Bye. This is Pastor Deborah from the Light and Love broadcast show through Restream with a motion video of Pixabay in my Zoom studio right here on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and on the website. Bye.